Come on and give him the glory. Give him the glory. You are washed by his blood. Hallelujah. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. Come on and praise him. Bless him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Praise him, all ye people. Praise him, all ye saints. Hallelujah. Let the whole earth get praise unto God. Let the whole earth get praise unto God. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his name. Bless him. Bless him. Give him glory. Give him honor. Hallelujah. 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 What shall wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What shall make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Give him glory. Give him honor. For he is worthy. Glory be to God. We bless you, O Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Amen. You are worthy, O God. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor telling him he's an awesome God. Oh, we praise the Lord. We praise him. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you can in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We do honor our God. Amen. We honor his presence today. Amen. We are here to bless God. Amen. We just honor him for all that he has done. Amen. For all that he is about to do in our lives this day. Amen. We are truly blessed. Amen. Blessed to be in the land of the living. Amen. Blessed to have life, health, and strength. Amen. And as the writer said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Amen. Let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Amen. We do not know where we would be, but we are here on the grace of the living God. Amen. We bring you greetings. Amen. From our Olive House of Prayer. Bring you greeting from our pastor, Gloria Ingram. Amen. We praise God for her and praise God for you. Counting it not robbery to be here on this Labor Day weekend. Amen. As you can see, a lot of folks took advantage of Labor Day. Amen. To go away for the last uh, holiday of the season for the summer. Amen. But we're grateful that we are here in the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank God for all of you. Amen. Coming out. Saints, open up your Bibles with me to 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Thank God for the word. 13, I mean, 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Amen. Still under our title, I Must Believe God. Amen. I won't move till God say move. I must believe God. I got to believe him for my life. I have to believe him for my children. I got to believe him 
for my marriage. Amen. 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 I got to believe him to make a way to provide. Amen. 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 I got to believe him for my finances in this uncertain, unstable world. Amen. I got to believe God. There's not a day that comes I can't believe God. I got to believe God every day for everything concerning me and my family. I got to believe God. I must believe God. We're going to go on with our thought tonight. And it's a request. And our thought should be, Holy Spirit, lead me. Again, Holy Spirit, lead me. That is our request to the Lord. Holy Spirit, lead me. Amen. You shouldn't want to be led by anything else or anybody else. And one of the reasons why we brought this up is because having uh, um, taught on the mind, having taught on the kingdom of God, and continuing in those two particular topics and subjects, amen, we have to remember that we need the Holy Spirit to lead us. Because if the Holy Spirit don't lead us, we will lead ourselves. If the Holy Spirit don't lead us, then we will de depend on others to lead us. Amen. My name may be Bishop Troy V. Ingram, and I may lead Mount Olive House of Prayer, but I want you to know, I don't know about you, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And as we always say, follow me as I follow Christ. Because let me tell you something, if I stop following Christ, don't you follow me. When you with somebody that stops following Christ, then you cut off your following them. Amen? Because if we're led of the Spirit, we're going to know who the Spirit is leading. So we must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And if somebody is going wrong into a direction where the Holy Spirit has not led them, then you cease following them. Somebody who's driven by their own flesh, who's, who's being driven by their own thoughts, you got to leave them and let them go on their own. But you continue to follow the, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We got to follow the Holy Spirit. Everything that we get depends on letting the Holy Spirit lead us. Amen? Because when it comes to our mind, if we're not led by the Holy Spirit, then we're going to be led by ourselves. And that's more dangerous than being led by Satan because it's the same. If we're led by the flesh, that's the same as being led by Satan. I don't know if you knew it, but you are kin to Satan through your flesh. You are related to Satan. All of us are related to Satan through our flesh. It's through our spirit that we are related to God and in relationship with God through our spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit comes into our spirit, then we fall into relationship with God. But the flesh is connected with Satan. Think about it. Why would the Bible say, walk not in the flesh, but walk in the spirit? Walk in the spirit that you will not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. Look at that. Don't walk in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, lead me. The challenge to use God's plan for victory. Again, to use God's plan for victory. 
Don't try to make up your own plan. Amen. You got people out there thinking that if they go bungee jumping and they got to do all these things that risk life and limb to get a thrill. Hey, man. It may be funny, but sometimes they go and they take these thrills and don't come back. I don't believe God called me to climb Mount Everest. No. I hear the air gets thin up there. I stay here. Amen. I, one of the members was telling me, saying, yeah, 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 you want my dream? I got to go skydiving. God bless you. God bless you in your endeavors. Amen. God created me to stay right here on land. Now I think that was John. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Young man want to go skydiving. I ain't mad with him. I be waiting on the ground till he come down. I be there to pray in case, you know, that things don't go well. You know, hopefully the parachute open and everything, you know. Amen, amen. People seeking thrills. Thrills. Because they call themselves wanting to experience life. Amen. You got people that get caught up in, in, in sexual sins because that's their, that's their highest point that they think that's worship. But God's plan for victory is totally different from man's plan. I believe one of the speakers for the anniversary said, when he read, said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not what? Your ways. So our ways of getting things is not God's ways. Our thoughts is not God's thoughts. It's when we bring God's thoughts into our world that we receive victory because God's word is his plan. God's thoughts help us. So we want God's thoughts. One of the main reasons why we're supposed to read the word to renew our mind is to get God's thoughts. We want to think the way God thinks. We want the mind of God as we read the word and get the counsel of God. I feel sorry for folks. You know, not, I'm not knocking it. You do what you got to do. I feel sorry for folks that got to run the therapist, run the psychiatrist, run to a, uh, 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 all these medical people to find what they can get in the word alone because only God can fix the mind. I'm sorry. I, I, I've dealt with many people, but only God can fix this thing up here. If he don't fix it, it won't be fixed. Amen. We need to, we need to lean on God when it comes to our mind because we need to use God's plan for victory. Oh, say it with me. God has a plan, God has a plan. For, our for our victory. I want us to get to three words, three words that was, was given to me by the Lord this week, and I want us to really meditate on these words. I want you to meditate on the first one. The first one is consistent. Consistent. A consistent prayer life. A consistent life of reading the word. A consistent life of being loving. Not being loving this week and the next week you're moody or got an attitude, but being consistently godly.
Amen? And one of the hardest problems with humanity is consistency. That's a big problem. Because we tend not to be consistent in our walk. The next one, committed. Committed, man. This is a big one. This is why most people don't want to get married. They don't want to be in a committed relationship. You want to scare a single person, talk to them about commitment. They're going to get the shakes and they may fall out, so you may need to stand close to them because they're scared of commitment. And not only in the natural is commitment scary, but even more so in the spiritual. A committed life to God, a committed life of holiness, a committed life to sanctification, a committed life to being in God's word every single day, being committed. One of the hardest things we find, commitment. Say it again, commitment. Say it again, consistent. The next one, convinced. Convinced. One of the best words I found besides persuaded to the definition of faith. When I know I have faith, I am convinced that God is going to do just what he said he will do. I am persuaded that God is great. In other words, I am convinced and nothing else you can say can convince me otherwise that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. I'm convinced. How many of you are really convinced when it comes to God? Are you convinced that his word works? Are you convinced that prayer works? Are you convinced that you need to stay in his word each and every day? Mm. Consistent, committed, convinced. Amen. These things we got to do. Amen. Finally, your topic. Born to lose. Born again to win. Again, born to lose. Born again to win. I want every Christian, every believer in this place to know that you were born again to win. But when you were first born, you were born to lose. Listen to the word, what the word says. The word says that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is what? Spirit. Marvel not, I say unto thee, ye must be what? Born again. We were born to lose because of the, mis- uh, uh, of the mistake and the desire of our mother and father, Adam and Eve. But we were born again to win. I need us to understand that by nature, we are hostile towards God. How many understand that? Amen. By nature, we are hostile towards God. Your mind does not like the will of God, the way of God, the word of God. Our minds 
don't want to hear what God has to say. We are hostile towards God. Amen. Because when we think about doing the things of God, when we think about getting what God has for us, a lot of times our minds get, uh, our minds get upset because it's hard to comprehend that I have to do what God says when I want to do something else. And then my mind, in my mind, I become hostile towards God, angry. You got a lot of people in the world angry with God. They're hostile towards him. I told y'all about that conversation I had with that 11-year-old girl who called my phone, who received one of the, our members' number, and I guess somehow my phone number was in her list. And she called me and told me, well, because I, I used, you know, y'all know how I start out when I write you a text, God bless. And I said to her, God bless, because I thought it was Aritz, I thought it was my, my cousin. I didn't know. And, girl, and she wrote back to me, what's God got to do with it? Hostile towards God. Because in her natural mind, she cannot, she cannot get with God created me. She doesn't understand it. She has a reprobate mind, and God has allowed her to have that because that's what she wanted. But what's even worse about it is that it came from her home. It came from her mother and father so that that spirit is in her house. Mm, say it with me. I want the right spirit in my house. Oh, come on and say it again like you mean it. I want the right spirit in my house. Amen. You, you better demand and command that the right spirit be in your house. And I don't mean, no, don't command the Holy Ghost. Command that the right spirit of love be in your house. The spirit of peace be in your house. The spirit of joy. I'm not going to have all this nonsense up in my house. Amen. I know I, I got two boys at home. Teenagers. I got to keep the right spirit in my house. So, I, but then, listen, with that, I also have to obey the word of God. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. There's a part in here for me that tells me if I want the right spirit in my house, then I got to do the right thing too. Amen? <clears throat> so, when I was thinking about it this week and I was looking at it and I said, Lord, I said, What's the problem? Saints, the problem is our minds. This is the problem that we're dealing with today. The problem is our minds. And what we need to do is bring our mind into subjection to the word of the living God. And we need to know that, Lord, I want my mind in your will, in your word, in your way. Amen? Amen? The mind by nature is hostile towards God. Let's go to 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Amen. Thank God for the word. In this story here, it's the story of Elijah. 
For those of you who was here for one of uh, Assistant Pastor's messages, he spoke on Elijah. He spoke on the part that happened before where I'm going to read. He spoke about how Elijah defeated 450 false prophets and then had them all killed, all because Jezebel and her husband, the puppet king Ahab, thought that not serving God was best for Israel. And so Elijah, who was a prophet of the Lord, went to battle with these 450 false prophets. And y'all know the story, the funny story, how they dancing around the altar and calling on Baal for Baal to send down fire. And oh, Baal, and they calling on them. And Elijah said, call him louder. Maybe he's on vacation. Because, but look why Elijah could do that, because he knew Baal wasn't going to answer. He wasn't worried about it. He knew what his God was going to do. And this is 450 against one man of God. Tell me that one can't chase a thousand. Tell me that two can't put 2,000 to flight. You come too late. I know what God can do. And Elijah defeats them and God sends down fire from heaven, sops up the altar, takes up the burnt sacrifice, takes up the water, takes up the rocks, and leaves everything bare. And Israel falls on their knees and says, the Lord, he is God. And Elijah went about killing the 450 false prophets and Ahab knows and sees what God had did. And then you know how Elijah went away to himself and put his head between his knees and began to pray. And God was about to send rain. And he sent his servant out to see if it was the cloud. And his servant saw the cloud. And he went and told Ahab to get, get down because I hear the abundance of rain. One day we're going to deal with that. I can't see it. But I hear the abundance of rain. Because you know, you got to see it before you see it. If you ever going to see it. Sounds a little confusing, doesn't it? But see, that's faith. Because now faith is a substance of things, what? Hoped for. And the evidence, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not something in your hand. Faith is in your heart and in your mind for what you already have, even though you don't have it in your hand. Amen? Oh, if you believe in God for something and know that you have it already, begin to praise God with your hands right now and bless the Lord. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't have to have it, but I got it already. Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. I got it. Amen. I wish I had, wish I had some people that would, would, would give God a praise and say, I got it. I got it. 
Amen. I ain't worried about it. I, I got it. Because God said I got it. Because I believe God by faith. This was a great victory in, in Israel's days. This was, was, matter of fact, this was the last revival for the northern kingdom of Israel, who later, after Elijah and Elisha's death, northern Israel was taken into captivity because they just wouldn't stay consistent. They wouldn't stay committed. They wouldn't stay convinced by what they had seen God do. And God sent them into captivity later. But going back to this 19th chapter, this is Ahab and Elijah, and now we see Jezebel coming into the story. Amen? Amen. Amen. And as I used to tell y'all, anybody call you a Jezebel, that's not a compliment. <laughs> Amen. Not, not a compliment. That's not good when they call you a Jezebel. Jezebel we could say today is a spirit but at one time she was a person the book of revelation to the seven churches speaks of Jezebel I believe it's to the church of Thyatira it speaks of the spirit of Jezebel and maybe even a literal person Jezebel but we know even though Jezebel's dead the spirit of Jezebel still lives the spirit of Jezebel is controlling because she controlled her husband. The spirit of Jezebel is deceptive because she deceived a nation as she puppeteered her husband to leading them into the worship of false gods. So the spirit of Jezebel, we all have to watch out for because the spirit of Jezebel is to lead our minds astray from God and to keep us out here in Death Valley while God has life over here for us in the kingdom. And this is where the story picks up. First Kings 19. And Ahab told Jezebel, Jezebel rather, all that Elijah had done and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Threats. Somebody say threats. Threats. Jezebel is sending Elijah a threat because she's angry because of what God did that caused her prophets to be destroyed. See, this is that hostility towards God we were just talking about. She's angry and she has vowed to kill Elijah. And her vow not only involves her killing Elijah, she said, may I die? If I don't do to you what you did to my prophets. Ooh, this is serious. But what she did not understand is that it wasn't just Elijah alone. It was, listen, it was God who called 
called Elijah and sent Elijah. How many are called today? God called Elijah and sent Elijah just for this purpose. As a matter of fact, in the call of Elijah, when God introduces Elijah in 1 Kings 17, when God introduces him, it's almost like Elijah came out of nowhere. He was a grown man and already a prophet of God when he's introduced. We, know, we don't even know when he was born. But we do know this. He was a man called by God because he told them about the water not coming to them for three and a half years and there was no water. A man of God. God spoke to him, sent him to a brook where he would sustain himself. Sent a raven to bring him food and bread and ate until God sent him to a widow woman where God caused us to see that the anointing of his life brought back life to a dead body. Oh, tell somebody, it's good to be anointed. Look at your neighbor and tell her, it's good to be anointed. Oh, let me tell you something. When you're anointed, you can, when you're anointed, you can speak life into your situations. When you're anointed, you can speak life to your deadness and to the things that God has for you. When you're anointed, speak life. That's all you got to do when you're anointed. Just speak life. Jezebel doesn't even know. I'm speaking to an anointed man of God. I'm speaking to someone who God is with. Touch not my anointed and do not my prophets no harm. Don't you know God is with him? Don't you know God is with you? Then why are you walking in fear? Why are you walking with the pain from the past? Why are you still worrying about things that you said you done gave to God? Why? Why are you carrying the burdens that you said you brought to the altar and left them there? Thou liar. For you took it back home with you. Because you cried all last night about it. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Cast your care upon him for he careth for you. Don't get up off your knees and carry your burdens to work. Leave them at the altar. But this, this again, we have to discipline ourselves to do this. We have to discipline. Say discipline. discipline. Say, I need some discipline. I need some discipline. When I give something to God, leave it. And discipline myself. How, as I keep walking, just trust God for what I already gave him. Why? I'm anointed. And because I'm anointed, God's going to take care of me. Amen. Let me tell you something. Anointed don't mean you a preacher. Anointed don't mean you can prophesy. For you, for, for us deep down Pentecostal folks, anointed don't mean I can speak in tongues. Anointed means that God has appointed me to receive salvation and because the Holy Spirit is in my life, I have the anointing of God inside of me and that anointing works just as good with me as it does the bishop. Because it's not a different anointing for everyone. No, it's the same anointing. 
There is the gift of, there's the gift of miracles, the gift of healing, the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, but by the same spirit. It's only one spirit that gives. The gifts come from the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that gives. There's one spirit, there's one anointing. And when I'm in Christ and I've been washed by the blood and I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, I lamb, I am anointed. I may not know how to walk in the anointing that's given to me, but I'm anointed. And the worst thing that the devil wants me to find out is that I am anointed. That's why he fights us. He don't want us to know we anointed. That's why you're going through so much. That's why you're having so much trouble. That's why there's trouble in your home. He don't want you to know the anointing that you have. He don't want you to know the potential you have against him. He don't want you, because he, he knows that if you understand that, he has to bow to you. He has to submit to you and I. He has to subject himself to us. Now I want you to know that Elijah, when he went before these prophets, and he went before all of Israel and defeated these prophets, he was anointed. But something happened. Something happened. Jezebel sent this word out of her mind that entered into the mind of Elijah. So anybody see where it's going? Anybody, you caught it? You catching it yet? Again, Jezebel sent something out of her mind, a word that entered Elijah's mind, and now something happens in Elijah, not because of what God said, but because of what Jezebel said. Because we have the tendency of knowing what God said. Or listen, even knowing what God has done, but still listening to what somebody else said. Come on now. I know there's a few of us in here that done went through this. Even though we know what God said, we even know his word. We even know the scripture to go to. We can, listen, we can, we memorized it. We sure did. We memorized it. We meditate on it. But as soon as we got a word that was contrary to the word that God gave us, now that word from God, we don't hear no more because we are listening to what they said. Because they got a word from them. It was brought through him when she came by. We don't even know the source, but we heard. Mm. Listen to this. And listen very carefully. And when he saw, somebody said when he saw. When he saw. Now, Jezebel sent a messenger to him to give him a word. But when he saw, in other words, the word that he received from Jezebel, 
he saw in his mind what she can do. And a lot of times, saints, that's what happened to us. We don't really see the defeat with our natural eyes. We see it first here. And once we see defeat here, it's only a matter of time before defeat is on our, in our natural eyes. If I can beat it here, I can stop it from coming out here and bothering here. When I defeat here, come on, say it with me. Say, if I defeat it here, it won't get to here. Oh my God, do you know what you just said? Do you know what you just said? Because I'm saying, if I can stop it in my mind, if I let the devil know you're not getting my mind, I can keep it from affecting my whole life. I was thinking back, and yesterday I started thinking about this. I was thinking back, back at the Twin Towers. When the security and one of the building was telling the people, no one has to leave, we're safe, we're fine. And they were telling the people in the building not to evacuate. And many of the people that was in the building died, not because they were trapped, but because they were trapped by what somebody said to them. And I come to let you know to save your life, don't you dare be trapped by somebody's false testimony. Don't you be trapped by somebody's lie or somebody's unbelief or by somebody's deceit. The Lord is with you. You are the anointed. And people died because they received a wrong word. Because if they had started getting out, they would have lived. But they got a word that everything was all right, and they stayed in the building. And they all that listened to that word perished. Hmm. Including the security who told them to stay. Say it with me, I got to listen to the Lord. Say it again, I got to listen to the Lord. Mm. And when he saw that, he arose and went, listen, and went for his life. Yikes! <laughs> what the cartoon used to say, exit, stage left even. Y'all don't remember that, okay. That, anyway, Elijah ran. Listen, the prophet of God who saw the mighty works of God was scared and he took off because of the word of Jezebel. Yeah. He be listen, listen, very, very simple. He believed her. He said, listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. Now I want y'all to hear this so you can turn it around and make your own message. He believed what she said. He knew she could do it. She knew he would do it. Now, what if we can turn that around? 
I know God said it. I know God can do it. I know God will do it. But he believed Jezebel. This mighty man of God believed this hypocrite, this actor, this woman that was born to lose, he believed her. And she scared the life out of him, so much so he headed out of town to get away from her words because he believed what she said, he knew she would do it, and he ran because he felt her coming. He already saw himself losing his life to this witch. Mm. So listen, listen. Now, and when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. Listen, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a Jupiter tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough now, O Lord. Take my life for I am not, I am not better than my father's. Listen to this. he rather die than complete the assignment. He don't even know if his assignment is over. But he'd rather die than know. Because listen, listen to the importance. In this same chapter, not only does Elijah have to go on, but he has to pick his successor. But he's asking for death because in his mind, he doesn't want Jezebel to get to him. He's scared of Jezebel, but he's saying, God, take me now. It is enough. Not knowing my assignment isn't over yet. I haven't achieved everything God has called me here for. He hasn't. He hasn't done it yet. Verse 5. And he laid and slept under the Jupiter tree. Behold, then, ah, the angel, an angel touched him and said unto him, arise and eat. See, I'm so glad that even though God knows what's going on in these crazy mind of ours, he don't leave us. He don't forsake us. He don't say, you know what, away with Rose. I'm sick of this. Every time I turn around, she walking, and she know what I done said, but she still won't believe me. I thank God that he's merciful. I thank God that he's loving. I thank God that he's kind and that he's not like me or you. Hmm. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coal and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. Listen, and the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Now, for those of you who don't know this, I'm going to give you a little bit of theology here. This is what we call the pre-incarnation of Jesus Christ. This is Jesus Christ in the Old Testament who came to earth before he literally came to earth in a flesh body. 
What are you saying, Bishop? The angel of the Lord in the Old Testament was Jesus Christ. In the form of man coming to earth before his mission and assignment to come. How do I prove this? Well, there was an angel of the Lord who came to Moses at the burning bush. There was the angel of the Lord who came to Joshua. And when he came to Joshua, Joshua saw him as a man and went to him and said to him, are you for us or are you for our enemies? And the angel of the Lord said, I am for neither one. But for the host of the Lord have I come. And then what did the angel of the Lord say? Take off thy shoe. For the place whereon thy stand is holy ground. And you know what Joshua did? He did just like Moses at the burning bush. Took his shoes, shoes off and went down to worship. And how do I know that this wasn't a regular angel? Because when Joshua and Moses went down to worship, the angel didn't stop him. He let the worship go. Then it happened again in the story of Samson when the angel of the Lord came to Samson's mother and his father Manoah and was taken up in the fire. This is the angel of the Lord. And he's speaking to Elijah. Oh my God. He's talking to the man of God. And his mission is to get the man of God back on assignment, back on task. For Elijah right now is kind of concerned about what he just heard. There's a storm coming. What, what is it? Hermine? Hermine? Hermine. Yeah, I heard he's coming. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about him. He better go on if he know what's good with him. And pass by my house and do my house no harm. For I'm an anointed of the Lord. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about what happened to me in my past because I'm anointed. God has given me power over my past. God has given me power over the things I have suffered in my childhood. God has given me power over the things I'm even going through right now. I have the victory because I was born again to win. Say it with me. I'm born again to win. Ah, oh, say it with me. I'm born again to win. And he gets him up. Eat more, for the journey is great. Listen, ah, oh, listen to this. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horab, the mount of God. See, this was a God-led fast. Nobody in here trying no 40-day fast. Unless you know God leading you, don't do that. Only three people have ever done it. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, anointed men of God and God himself. <laughs> Don't try to impress me by your 40-day fast because <laughs> I'm going to be praying for you because you're going to need some water after a while. You're going to need some meat to sustain you to keep going. See, there are certain things that God sent you for that no one else can handle. 
See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell Adrian to do what God called Martha to do. That would just be stupid of her to even listen to me. Why? Because what God has purposed me for, you can't complete. It's my assignment. People, people, let me tell you something. People that's having problems with raising their children, people that's having problems in their marriage, one of the reasons why they're having problems because they don't understand the assignment. The assignment is not for you to give in and go crazy with what you're going through. The assignment is that even though things are tough, get through it. That God is going to take you through it. That you've been born again to win. This assignment is not supposed to take you over. You're supposed to overcome the assignment, not the assignment overcome you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Mm. Let's read verse 9. And he came thither unto a cave, O Lord. The Lord gets him up. He goes 40 days and 40 nights, and, 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 and God is with him. The angel of the Lord proves to him, God is with you. He wakes up. Listen. He wakes up. Y'all may not know where y'all seen this before. How many of y'all read the book of John? Y'all remember when the disciples were out fishing in the water and all of a sudden Jesus yells to them from the shore and while they're in the water, he's on the shore cooking and he was cooking here for Elijah. Y'all go ahead, go back and read it and you'll get excited at home later. Go back and read it. You'll get excited about it. It's the same thing Jesus did in the Old Testament. He did in the New Testament again. Cooking while his anointed was doing something else. Listen, and he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said unto him, What doest thou here? Elijah. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, where you at? <laughs> what doest thou here, Elijah? In other words, you got no business here in a cave. I did not bring you this far for you to stay in a cave calling yourself hiding from Jezebel. But how many of us are really hiding out in our minds because we're hiding in the cave when we should be going forth to do God's will? But we're more comfortable sitting here. I'll just sit here. Maybe pastor will never see me. Maybe bishop won't ever notice me. Chastity sent Spent years sitting in that seat with her husband, just sitting there. Oh, but did you hear Chastity this morning? Look at what you got sitting in the seats. You have gifts. God did not call you for you to lock yourself up from everybody else. There's a mission, there's an assignment on your life that only you can complete. And God is commanding you to get up and do your assignments. You can't stay here. What has God called you to do? 
Get up out of being comfortable. Stop resting and go do what God called you to do. We'll never know what's in you unless you tell us. You can sit here till Jesus comes. What's your gift? What's your talent? What can you do for God? Singers sitting in the seats. When the, when the church first opened, that was not my worship leader. Lee was not my worship leader. I had my sisters as my worship leaders. But don't you know God know how to turn things around? Don't you know God know how to bring change? And God switched it and said, no, he's going to do worship for you. I didn't know it. I didn't see it. Seeing him got up a couple of Sundays to, to get up there and sing, I said, okay, what's this? <laughs> Lee's just getting up there. And after a while, I see people getting in the presence of God. I say, this all right. Why? You know what? God called it. And because God called it, it's good. Amen. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give God a praise. The problem is we rehearse the wrong things in our mind. If you got a pen, write down, rehearse. I want you to study that this week as you detox your mind because you might be rehearsing the wrong things. Oh, I remember when, when Sister Rosie Mendoza was, had her group running and she was Rosie Mendoza then. She wasn't McCainry then. She was Mendoza. And had her group running. And her group had rehearsal. What was that, every Tuesday night? Every Tuesday night they were rehearsing. Thing made me mad. You know why? They were consistent with their rehearsals. AVP, rehearsing, 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 rehearsing. But when they came and sung, you knew they had rehearsed. Ah. You see what I'm saying? Look, I'm going to be good at what I rehearse. I need to be careful what I rehearse in my mind. Didn't God tell Joshua, didn't God tell Moses to rehearse this in the ears of Joshua? Yes, he did. Meaning what? Say it over? Say it over. So Joshua will continue to hear it. And as he hear it, it will make him to be what God called him to be. But see, a lot of times we're rehearsing the wrong things. We're rehearsing and also rehashing the pain of the past. And then wonder why I can't go forward. Why I can't do this. Why, why, why Adrian, is, God is using her, but God ain't using me. Because you're rehearsing the wrong things. Amen. If I, keep, if I keep rehearsing in my mind, I need to leave my wife. I need to leave my wife. I need to leave my wife. Guess what? I'm going to leave my wife. And if she keep rehearsing her mind, I'm going to leave that man. I'm going to leave that man. I'm going to leave that man. Guess what? She's going to leave me. Because that's what she kept rehearsing in her ears. 
What are you rehearsing in your mind? And when you take a look at what you're rehearsing in your mind, then take a look at your life. Your, listen, Satan is so crafty with this. Your whole life will be built around what you rehearsed in your mind. And the devil won't tell you anything about it. But I came to let you know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and bringing every thought into captivity that puffs itself up against the knowledge of God. What? You rehearsing? I dare you rehearse the word. I dare you rehearse the word. You can't do it. You can't do it, chump. I dare you rehearse the word. I, be- I guarantee you, you stop rehearsing the word, you won't be smoking no more. I guarantee you, you stop rehearsing the word, you won't be cursing no more because you're rehearsing the right thing in your ear. Because it's not about what I see, it's about what I hear. Because God has bypassed this to get to hear. Faith coming by here and hearing by. Faith coming by and hearing is what I hear, not what I see. Y'all give me a couple of minutes. We're going to finish this up. Listen, and, uh, and he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, what doeth thou here, Elijah? Now listen, now he gives the same excuse. Somebody say excuses. excuses. Say it again, excuses. Talk to yourself for a minute and say that I'm tired of my excuses. Say it again. I'm tired of my excuses. Say no more excuses. Say it again. No more excuses. I'm going forward in Jesus' name because I was born again to win. Give God a hand praise right now if you believe it. Give God a hand praise right now. I was born again to win. No more excuses. No more excuses. I am tired of excuses. I am tired of giving myself a reason or justifying why I didn't do what God called me to do or why I didn't complete what God sent me to complete. I'm tired of justifying, not my children, not my husband, myself. Because if you do and you rehearse justification, you'll keep justifying yourself. 10 and 20 years will go by and you'll be saying, oh God, I'm still here. I ain't moved nowhere. Because you know what? Years will go by. Because listen, moments turn to seconds. Seconds turn to minutes. Minutes turn to hours. Hours turn to days. Days turn to weeks. Weeks, are y'all getting it? And before you know it, January 7th, you'll be 50 and you'll be saying, what did I have? What have I done? What have I completed? What have I accomplished? Who have I touched? Have I done the full will of God that God has sent me to accomplish? Have I completed or have I fought a good fight? Have I kept the faith? 
What have I done with where I am now? Come, come on now. Is there anybody dare ask themselves, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? What have I been thinking? Am I ready to take responsibility for what I've been saying myself? Am I ready to be accountable for the things I have rehearsed in my ears? Because listen to this. God said every word, every word you used will come to in the day of judgment. Every word. Not a word passes by God. Listen, and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant and thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. Y'all hear this? Sound like pity here to me. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the pity. The pity. The pity party. <laughs> oh, woe is me. Always, everybody always picking on me. Remember the old song? Why is everybody always picking on me? <laughs> always me. Woe is me. Because that's all you want is pity, sympathy. Some of y'all even sit with faces in the church so somebody come by. What's the matter? I'm sick of that. Stop it. Stop it. Grow up and be a man. What did God told Job when God came on Job and Job was sitting there complaining, body full of sores. He done lost all his children. God only knows where his wife was. And God came to Job in this place and God said, get up and be a man. God said, I don't care nothing about what you're going through. I came to deliver you. You too worried about you. Don't you know there's a bigger plan? Don't you know I'm going to deliver you? Don't you know that this is just the beginning of great things? Mm. And he said, Listen to what God said to him. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, listen to this. This is why you need to say, I need a word from the Lord. Say it again, I need a word from the Lord. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it. Somebody say, I heard it. Somebody say, he heard it. 
When he, see, all he saw did nothing. When he heard the voice of God, it sent his soul into action. Listen what happened. And it was so when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face and his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what doest thou here, Elijah? Many of us, the enemy has talked into our minds, talked into our minds, talked into our minds, but we didn't understand the plan. The plan was to get to us so that he can hold us back. The enemy started this thing as early as when we could comprehend. And some of us are still affected by it. But God is a deliverer. God is a keeper. God will empower. I come to let you know and encourage you, you can get over this. You can come through this. You can conquer this because you were born again to win. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. This mighty man of God wanted to die. God wasn't finished with him yet. He had to go and pick his successor. And if you know the story of Elijah, you will know and understand that even the very thing Elijah asked for, God didn't grant to him. Because even when he left earth, he didn't do it through death. God took him in a whirlwind of fire from the earth. Because that's how great my God is. And Elijah has got to come back for his assignment is not over. But God's going to bring him back. And then will he, when he comes back, whatever thousands of years have passed, have already passed, then Elijah will get his wish to die. It's all in our minds, saints. If I can receive it and believe it up here, then I can receive it in my life. I can receive all that God has for me, the healing, the strength, the deliverance for my house, for my home, concerning me getting a job, concerning my future, is all in what I believe. Because I am a citizen of the kingdom. Say it with me. I am a citizen of the kingdom. Say it again. I am a citizen of the kingdom. And God has given me the rights of the kingdom. 
Come on, lift up your hands and close your eyes right now. Lift up your hands and close your eyes right now. You are a citizen, a child of the kingdom. You are a child of God. You belong to the kingdom of God. You are, you are for now a citizen of America in the natural. But in the spiritual, because you were born again, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And everything God has in his kingdom belongs to you and I. Everything, the healing, the strength, the empowerment, the joy, the love, the peace, the righteousness, the holiness, the sanctification. It all belongs to us. We can defeat the power of the enemy for no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And all they that rise against me in the judgment shall he cast down. I am victorious. Hallelujah. 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 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Go in the power of God, not in the power of your own, but in the power of God. Go walk in the power of God. Command the enemy to be gone. Tell him to drop his weapons and flee. Satan, we command you that you loose your hold right now. You take your hands off my house. Take your hands off my children, off my finances. You will no longer be in control of anything of my life. I will bring back my prayer life. I will bring back my reading of the word. I will be victorious in the name of Jesus for I take authority over every weapon of the enemy right now and I will walk in the power of God in the Holy Spirit who rests inside me. Lord, rest, rule, and reign in me now that I might walk in victory and defeat the powers of the enemy. And I will give you praise. I will give you glory. I will give you honor. I will thank you. Father, I will not sit in a cave when you have called me to greatness. I will not sit here and die when you have called me to live. My assignment is great. My mission must be completed. And I must do what you have called me to do. Father, I'm depending on you. I put my full trust and confidence in you. I put my life in your hands. Because I was born again to win. I was born again to win. I will win. As I hear your word. You will remove me from the, from the crevices of my mind. And bring me forth to be victorious before your people. And for these things, I thank you. And I give you glory. Come on and give God a hand praise right now where you are. Come on and give God a hand praise right now. Come on and give God a hand praise right now. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Come on and praise him. 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 Give him glory. Give him glory. Bless him right now where you are. Just begin to bless him. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One thing, just, just say this before we leave. God, less of me and more of you. Come on, say it again. Less of me and God, more of you. God bless you. We love you.